0: Hi, hello, and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs, and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show, uh, Jeffrey Allison. He is the president of Delta CleanTech. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? Welcome to the show. Yes, good morning, Salman. Pleased to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, taking the time to be on the show. And I want to start by talking about your uh, background. Uh, Can you share your professional and personal background?
1: Yes, I'm a uh, a commerce graduate from the University of Calgary. I spent my early part of my career as a uh, commercial banker for one of the large Canadian banks, and uh, been involved in uh, the CO2 capture and solvent reclaiming business now for probably over uh, 15 years, and. uh, you know, it's been an up and down market for us, but it seems to be really on a, a major upswing these days, um, particularly in Canada, but lots, lots of the other G8 countries. And, and really the, the, the main change in focus what's happened, uh, particularly in Canada now is that the, as you know, the Supreme Court here recently authorized uh, carbon taxes as something that is gonna go forward in Canada which currently right now is around $20 a tonne, but by next uh, year it should be up to $50 a tonne and uh, up to potentially uh, $170 a tonne by 2030. This in conjunction with um, the fact that environmental and social governance is, is is a big factor for a lot of the major emitters in Canada and other places in the world that uh, they can't attract investment capital or or, uh, investors need to to see a plan for environmental social governments. It's kind of a a, a dual thing that's happening right now in the market, which is that they're being faced with large carbon taxes and they're also being required by their investors to have a, a plan for reducing their emissions. So companies like ours that provide a solution uh, like CO2 capture or solvent reclaiming uh, can uh, provide them the solutions which they can now implement. And, um, and then uh, the, other, the other factor that's changed is that this technology really has become commercial. Uh, we've de- been developing it over the last 15 years and it's not a science experiment anymore. It's, it's really uh, a, a proven commercial technology Uh, we we've built plants now all over the world and uh, you know it's built using oil field uh, construction technology where you 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 build the plant on a skid uh, in a factory setting so it it manages the costs and then you ship it out and install it on site and it's it it works as as designed and you can you can actually take the co2 now and that's the other interesting thing is that you know, primarily in the past, the main use for CO2 in the past was for enhanced oil recovery or for food grade CO2. But now, uh, with uh, with the growth of the technology, there's there's other things that you can do with CO2. And 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 behind me, you can see the uh, uh, the X Center that was a demonstration plan for Calgary area on on how the, you can use CO2. There was about 140 applicants. Uh, that applied for the XPRIZE competition, and they selected five of those particular companies, and and they were they were to use uh, look at commercial ways in which you could use CO two. And the winners, uh, those were one of them was uh, producing graphene products, another one was doing carbon nanotubes, uh, they injected uh, CO two into, into concrete to make it lighter and stronger. Uh, was another one. Uh, there was one that was actually creating ethanol out of CO2, and they were kind of making a CO2-based vodka. So, lots of really, really interesting, new and innovative ways to use CO2, which makes it a lot more cost competitive now. So now, not only are you saving from having to pay your carbon taxes, uh, you're you're saving for your ESG requirements, but now you actually have a commercial use for that CO2 which you can actually make money on. So it's it's really a, a change model now. And, and as a result has made us uh, extremely busy over the last few months on looking at new uh, CO2 capture projects.
0: Mm-hmm. So um,
1: can you talk about
0: how, how the CO2 capture works um, in terms of like, do you take um, CO2 coming out from the factories, uh, in the smoke format, you capture it and convert it into solid and liquid and stored it somewhere. Like, if you can talk about the process and
1: uh, who, who's your target customer. Okay. Uh, the process is, is a well known process. It's called post combustion capture. Uh, as you can see behind me with a big smokestack, what we do is we divert some of that uh, flue gas that comes out of the smokestack uh, into our plant. And then um, and what we do from it from there is, is we have a, a design solvent that we use that drops down from the top of our column. Uh, and, and what it does is, is you inject the, the flue gas in the bottom of the column. And then as the as the solvent that drops down from the top uh, meets the flue gas coming up from the bottom, it absorbs the, the CO2 out of the flue gas stream. So What ends up happening is that what gets emitted is strictly oxygen and nitrogen. And the CO2 then uh, that's absorbed in the solvent uh, moves over to what we call a stripping column where we add heat uh, to that. And that heat can usually come in the form of steam that you can can get from the, the plant you're working on. They provide a steam source to us. And then that steam heats up the solvent the CO2 is then extracted from the solvent and then the solvent is then recycled back uh, to the absorber column. Uh, and then that whole process repeats. So it's a, it's a well-known process. It's been around <clears throat> and for a long period of time. And what our company has done over the past 15 years is we've taken a well-known process and we've refined it and, and made it more uh, cost-effective and more efficient. Uh, by adding all of our little uh, improvements over time and operating improvements and made it a commercial process now that's uh, commercially ready to go. Uh, As far as your second question with regards to, you know, who are our customers? Well, I guess uh, really it's any smokestack in the world that wants to reduce their CO2 emissions is our potential customer, whether it be a cement plant, whether it be a, a coal-fired power plant, whether it be a hydrogen plant, uh, any, any anybody that has a large emission profile that wants to be able to manage uh, <clears> that can use our technology. So we can build really small units or we can build very large units depending on how much CO2 uh, they, they currently emit. Mm-hmm. So when you c-
0: capture the CO2, you have it in, uh, by the end of the process, you have it in a solid or liquid format, but you still have it in a gas for- format yeah it would
1: it would be normally be in a gas format and then then you would you tell us what you want to do with it after that so if for example um, you wanted to use that c o two for enhanced oil recovery, which is a a very efficient way to use a lot of c o two enhanced oil recovery uh, there's some demonstration plants in Canada where where, where it's actually commercial plants, where they actually <clears throat> inject CO2 underground. And then the CO2, uh, uh, swells the oil molecule and it actually helps increase the production, the amount of oil. And then the CO2 is then recycled and eventually <clears throat> all of that CO2 ends up staying down hole. So it's, it's a good way to actually increase your oil production and, uh, and uh, also um, store the CO2 eventually down in the hole. But in that case, what you would do normally is you would have your, say, a coal plant, for example. You would capture the CO2 at that coal plant. You would put it through our process. And then at the end of the day, you'd have to compress that CO2 and and make it into liquid form and then put it into a pipeline or into a a compressed truck, for example, that could handle the CO2 to, to truck it to the site where you want it. So uh, in some cases it would be used for enhanced oil recovery or in some cases you would ship the uh, compressed CO2 to one of the major uh, gas supplier companies like Air Liquide or Craxair or one of those. And then they would they would buy it off you and then they would sell it for their own commercial purposes. So if somebody wanted CO2 for, uh, for dry ice, for example, or they wanted it to use to, uh, uh, to clean uh, oil off of things, so uh, CO2 is a, a good solvent for cleaning. So there's lots of commercial uses of CO2 uh, for greenhouses, for lots of things where uh, it's used as, as a, as a com- commercial commodity. And, and so we would put it in the form after that and what they want. We would either sell it directly uh, via pipeline or via truck or whatever form they want in it. Uh-huh. So I guess there are like at
0: least a twofold benefit to it. One is like you're reducing your carbon uh, dioxide emission and and the tax that you have to pay on that. And and on top of that, you're also uh, finding a commercial use of it. So you're actually able to monetize the emissions while reducing the uh, the environment, I guess, the environmental uh, impact and also the taxes that you have to pay. So I, I guess I guess there are huge benefits for carbon capture.
1: Yes, and that's what's changed. Like I mentioned earlier, is that it is becoming a commercial commodity, and uh, and there's lots of different companies that are looking at ways that they can use CO two and, and make a commercial product out of it. So that's what's really exciting, and and what's so really changed over the last ten years, and uh, and so now now you know countries can really implement these programs that, and, uh, and and one of the things that like the Canadian government's doing, which is very beneficial, is that they're taking those carbon taxes and actually recycling the money back to the Canadian provinces so that they can actually spend the money on carbon emissions reduction programs. So for in, in Alberta, for example, where, where we're, we're located, um there is a, a program called uh, the ERA program energy reduction uh program uh that actually subsidizes carbon capture projects up to 50% of the cost so so now it becomes really a lot more economic uh if if you can actually get a a, a grant that will pay 50% of the cost of the CO2 capture plant
0: yeah yeah that's that's definitely a huge uh, advantage so now now that we have this technology to capture and reuse carbon dioxide uh, do you think this if if this capture is done uh, widely enough by the industry it can possibly reduce uh, global warming um, or stop further global warming is, is can it can it be that beneficial
1: well, absolutely, and, and that's the whole objective of the Canadian government's carbon tax program is to <clears throat> provide incentives and penalties to, to uh, encourage industry to be able to reduce its emissions so that we can meet our, our Paris Accords in Canada. But this is also being adopted in many other countries worldwide. Like for example, in the United States, uh, the Biden administration just recently announced a or two trillion dollar emissions reductions program that will you know go the same route as, as Canada is looking at is to try to encourage uh, emissions reduction in the United States. Uh, the UK has a similar program where they've uh, adu- identified various industrial clusters all through the United Kingdom. and uh, they've, they've announced uh, subsidy programs. Up to a billion pounds available, uh, you know, to reduce their emissions, and and this is happening in all places around the world, uh, in the UAE, in, in China, in uh, you know in Australia, etc. So, it, it's a phenomenon that's that's happening worldwide, and and keeping us very busy.
0: Uh,
1: so recently, you had um, uh,
0: a fundraising round. Uh, can you talk about your fundraising ground? How much did you raise and what the whole process was like?
1: Well, yeah, it's been very, very favorable in the capital markets recently uh, for anybody that's involved in, in the ESG markets in which we are, um, there's ESG funds uh, that are available and, and they have investment capital to do, to invest specifically in companies like ours because you know, it's it's money that's been raised on the basis that they would try to encourage the green economy. So uh, we raised about seven and a half, eight million dollars as initial round uh, under this program, and uh, and then we're planning on actually going public within the next uh, month or so, probably two months, uh, and then we will look at potential additional raises if if we require it. Mm-hmm.
0: So th- there is um, some investor interest in this particular field.
1: Very uh, interesting, very very interesting. And uh, and like I said earlier, you know, there's big big dollar ESG funds that have been recently been set up to invest in clean technologies, and and I think we qualify as, as one of those companies. Mm-hmm.
0: How long was the whole uh, fundraising process? Uh, six months.
1: No, no, it, it went very quickly. It was a matter of a, of a month or two. And we were actually over, uh, subscribed by about three times. So very uh, gave us wow. months. So that, that's uh, one to two months is
0: definitely a, a fast uh, uh, period to raise this kind of money. I'm mm-hmm. guessing you already had your connections with, with the investment community and there was a good amount of interest.
1: Yes, we, we have uh, had some excellent contacts in, in Toronto and uh, which is where most of our capital is coming from these days and, uh, and some very supportive investment partners that are trying to help us move along and uh, take us to the next levels, uh, which was really international rollout. Uh, we're, we're setting up offices right now in, in uh, London, in UAE, in China. Um, in Australia and and Canada and and in Houston, Texas. Wow, that's that's amazing.
0: So uh, how much uh, carbon dioxide have you captured since uh, inception?
1: Oh, we've got an extensive list of of companies. We're not sort of involved in the actual building of the units themselves. we're, our company's primarily is process design, so we will we will go in and we will custom design a CO two capture system for a power plant, for example, and or uh, you know a large gas plant, maybe for another example. And we will look at sort of the factors. Uh, we'll take into into consideration all of the things that they want to accomplish, how much CO two they want to capture. Uh, what utilities are available? Do we have steam available or not? Do we have to generate our own steam? Do we have cooling water available uh, or not? Do we have to do air cooling? Uh, and how much CO2 they want to produce and what they want to use it for. And when we, get, when we obtain all those variables, uh, we will then uh, custom design a CO2 capture plant for them. And then we will take those uh, engineering design drawings and then we'll turn it over to a fabrication company that will build a plan according to our specifications and then deliver it uh, to the location site and install it. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing
0: you must have some uh, direct competitors as well in Canada uh, who are also providing a similar service?
1: Uh, there are competitors uh, in Canada. Um, a lot of them aren't as advanced as as our company is and uh, they they have um, I would call uh, boutique technologies that may not may or may not have been uh, sort of commercially proven out Uh, you know there's also international competitors that that use similar systems to what we do Uh, you know there's um, large ones out of Japan and some out of the United States so there are competitors and and but we feel that our modular design system that we offer which is called DLC design is is what we how we brand it is ready to go is uh, is uh, really really good for immediate uh, and commercialization and and being able to build commercially in oil field fabrication technology using oil field fabrication off the shelf um, plug in components that that really minimize the cost of CO2 capture, that was our whole concept when we when we came up with the LC LC design concept was take off the shelf uh, components like uh, blowers and pumps and and piping and and uh, that kind of thing and, and put it all together uh, with uh, standard oil field um, monitoring and and um, management software and programs so that you know it isn't something that that's going to be unique. It's going to be something that people already know that they're used to working with, can install and be incorporated really easily into the the control systems that a lot of these plants have already.
0: That's uh, pretty amazing. So since this is like a booming space, I'm guessing uh, it's not a challenge to find uh, clients uh, do you have like a particular marketing strategy to promote your business, or do you think like there's enough this is it 's a booming space and customers will find a way to find you
1: well yeah actually that's you 're right on that it it really hasn 't been too far hard to find customers recently uh a a lot of those come directly through the fabrication companies and the engineering companies that we deal with uh because what happens is that They come, you know, they're currently dealing with a lot of these large emitters already and they're building them certain kinds of products uh, or doing maintenance for them or they're, you know, they're working with them on an ongoing basis. And they say, can you come to us with a CO2 solution? And they say, yes, certainly Uh, give Delta a call and we're working with them already and uh, we've we've built some plants with them so we're confident that they can deliver commercial product." And, uh, and so that's how a lot of them end up on our, on our lap. And of course, you know, we've got our marketing, uh, group that as well, that are located in the various strategic, uh, market locations, and they're working hard in developing these kinds of relationships, uh, uh, as well. So, yeah, as a result of sort of combination of those, both of those things, uh, we've had our plate really full.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
1: um, so, um,
0: in in the last twelve to sixteen months, I guess uh, you know many companies and and industries have been affected by the recent uh, difficult times that we're going through. Uh, in your particular case, did you experience like uh, a growth or decline in your business? Uh, I'm I'm guessing it was mostly positive.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think we're we're one of the few that can actually say that, and and I think that's why the uh, the capital markets are looking on us favorably because. You know, we've actually been hiring engineers versus laying them off. Whereas I know the, the oil patch in Canada has been very, very, uh, very adversely affected. Like you mentioned, a lot of the a lot of the oil and gas projects haven't been going ahead, and um, you know they they've either been put on hold or cancelled or delayed. And and so there's been a, a a lot of engineers that have become available, which really gives us a very uh, in depth pool of talent that, that we can, we can, we can look at. And, you know, a recent hiring, we, we looked at, you know, there was over 90 applicants, very qualified people. So it's, it's been very good for us from that, those perspectives. Uh-huh. So um, what are your
0: plans for the next uh, two to three years? I guess you mentioned that you're expanding internationally in various countries. Um, do you have any specific uh, milestones you plan to achieve?
1: Well, you know, I, <clears throat> our, our, our public offering will will be one of our our, our milestones to try to keep our our company roll out internationally. Um, yeah, we'd like to get established in in the major markets because, you know, we we don't we see this as probably at least a a 10 year program on on CO2 capture and reductions. And I I don't think it's going away. You know, it's at least in Canada, for example, it, it seems to be a, a commitment by all of the political parties uh, located in Canada. And then certainly uh, for the next few years in the United States, uh, it absolutely is a big priority for the United States and the United Kingdom. So you know, over the next 10 years, I, I think we will get more and more uh, projects that we'll be able to, to roll out and, and show that this works. And I'm really hoping that a lot of the CO2 usage technologies also become commercial because the more of those technologies that, that become commercial and can deliver a commercial products that can use CO2, you know, the, the, the better this is gonna be for the industry because now you can actually make money uh, capturing CO2, which you could never do in the past. And mm-hmm. uh, if you didn't have enhanced oil recovery nearby, where you could use that CO2 to produce additional oil, then there was the only way you could do it was take the CO2 and inject it underground in, in a saline aquifer somewhere deep down below. And, um, you know, and that's a very costly process as well is to drill these wells and, 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 uh, and monitor them and do all those things. So, you know, a commercial use of CO2 is really the solution as far as I'm concerned.
0: That's uh, that's, uh, pretty amazing. Well, Jeffrey, it has been nice uh, speaking with you and learning about Delta uh, Tech and also about your your story and your background and how you're capturing carbon. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show.
1: Well, thank you so much, Solomon. And uh, uh, we'll we'll try to keep you updated as we go. And and if there's anything new with our company, we'll give you a ring. and, and, And thanks to everybody for listening in. We'll talk to you later.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. You want to share your uh, website?
1: Yes, the website is www.deltacleantech.ca. Perfect. Uh, Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a
0: chance to learn from Jeffrey's story about how he's uh, helping capture carbon, which is uh, great for uh, reducing uh, global warming and greenhouse gases. And if you have any questions, you can visit the website. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.